The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? Jesus answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has planted will be uprooted. Let them alone, let they are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to them, Explain this parable to us. Then Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Then Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. Jesus answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. This is what Jesus says in verse 11 of our gospel passage. And this is true of all humans. Nobody can escape this reality because of our finite existence in this broken world. And what sets us apart is when we acknowledge that it has defiled and ask for forgiveness. It's the type of behavior that we expect from each other, from everyone, but we certainly don't get it, do we? It is especially the type of behavior we expect from leaders in our communities, but we don't always get that either. When anyone defiles another with the words of their mouth, it defiles us all as one humanity. Defilement is what causes us to be blind to the world that God intends. It creates divisions and hatred and violence and unless we speak out against it, it is what will allow the blind to continue leading the blind into the pit. 
Rather, we must exhort, as the prophet Isaiah does, as you heard read today, Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right. For soon my salvation will come and my deliverance will be revealed. These words from Isaiah are the very first verse of all of our readings today and a perfect guide for our reflection. It's not a suggestion either. It's a calling for all of us to follow in the way of our God. We must vociferously denounce injustice whenever we see it, no matter where it comes from, even those whom we love, even those whom we have allegiance to. Some would say that pastors aren't supposed to make sermons political, but to call ourselves Christian and not be political, in my opinion, is a contradiction. Read the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. A well-known Christian theologian used these words, and they are in full effect in this passage from Matthew. Because everything about Jesus, his ministry, and the message he brought engaged the politics of his day wholeheartedly. Stand idly by and ignore the injustices going on right in front of us is to denounce the calling of Christ to bear God's redeeming word to all the world. Too often we cannot or refuse to empathize with people whose experience is different than our own. If the oppression, the injustice, or the pain is not happening in our house, in our neighborhood, or it does not impact our race, our gender, our class, our sexuality, then we dismiss it as irrelevant, unjustified noise. I'm the first to admit and agree that it's overwhelming to see such hatred and violence day after day in the media, and that it's even easier to dismiss it from our minds as to pretend that it's not even happening. But God could have done the same with our impure hearts, dismissed it as not having anything to do with God and let it bring itself to ruin. But instead, God responded with grace, with mercy, with love. Undeserved yet unconditional love through Jesus, so that the brokenness of this world might not prevail. In our gospel story today, Jesus teaches his disciples that true purity is a matter of the heart rather than outward religious observance or any other appearance for that matter. Almost immediately, this teaching is tested when a woman considered to be pagan and unclean approaches him for help. And now in our time, there are multiple people considered to be pagan and holding beliefs other than our own that are considered unclean and unworthy of helping. But as Jesus makes quite clear in the narrative preceding this Canaanite woman's faith, one's race, one's ethnicity, one's gender, one's sexual orientation or ability or disability or class does not defile a person. But it is what comes from their heart that does. When words are used to hurt and not to heal. 
This is my prayer in an increasingly divided world over so many of the same issues. That we can remember that all are worthy of God through Jesus. And moreover, they are worthy of Christ-like compassion and care from us if we call ourselves Christian. And since it is Jesus who brought this message, as Christians the world over, we should be uniting under this banner, under this message. Rather than finding further division among ourselves, our denominations, our cultures, we need to find unity in preaching this message of peace and reconciliation. And there are those in this world who call themselves Christians who interpret the coming of Jesus as a signal that God as a signal from God that every other every non-Christian is to be cut off from God. And although God threatens it many times in the Old and sometimes New Testament, you notice that God never abandons God's people. God never abandoned Israel through all of their brokenness, all of their falling short of the glory of God. Nor will God abandon us. Even Jesus, in a moment of cultural normalism for his time, calls an outsider a dog. Not a cute puppy that you go to the humane society. He was using it in a very derogatory sense. Scholar after scholar agrees that there is no way around the conclusion that Jesus says something very problematic and wrong here. He uses an ethnic slur. It was a cross-cultural insult of Jesus' time and certainly an insult we could use today. Dogs did not have much significance as much as they may have in our lives today. So what are we to make of God's Son making such a horrible comment? Many believe, however terrible a prospect, that Jesus' words were intentional in order to test this woman's faith. And for years, that is how I interpreted this text. But any scholar would agree that this was simply Jesus using the cultural norms of his day, the cultural customs, the cultural verbiage, and that it was acceptable in homage to use such degrading language for anybody who was outside the community. And although it was a cultural norm in the world of Jesus' time, it was not a norm for God. It's important to remember that Jesus was human as well as divine, and as a human, he was a product of his time. And as much, we can, as, much as we can make excuses for the hateful words coming out of our time, we must cling to the hope that God's time is yet to come the fullness of God in God's time. When hateful words and even the ability to conjure them in our minds without them even coming out of our mouths, it will long be forgotten. More than this being a test for the woman, perhaps it is one for Jesus and his disciples. Because he faults in using hateful and exclusive language, but learns something by listening to and being surprised by this woman and her faith-filled response. 
Someone once said, a model teacher is one who can learn. If Jesus had nothing to learn, and if he had nothing going to listen, and if he was not going to listen to others, then he was no teacher. If there was no mutuality, no give and take, then it is not a relationship, it is not a full embodiment of the human experience. Here, through this story of Jesus' harmful mistake, we can explain and understand that the Bible is often descriptive and not prescriptive. Just because Jesus uttered these words does not mean we should follow his example. Just as it is no longer acceptable to repeat the kind of racist language, jokes, innuendos, or hate speech uttered by our parents, grandparents. The good news, friends, is that, like Jesus, we can learn. And we should learn. We can change our attitude. We can change our perspective. We can learn new opinions and perspectives and attitudes. And we can make different choices. We should make different choices. I asked Yvonne about the color of the liturgical garments because I wasn't aware of what day it was celebrating, the day of repentance. This is what this day, this life as a Christian, are about. To be knowledgeable to where we've done wrong and to seek to turn and do right. Jesus could have remained blind to the hate that came from his societal system and where it was, the place that it had in his heart, but he allowed his heart to listen, to be changed. As Savior of the world, he could have been blind. He could have been the blind leading the blind. But his eyes were opened through his ears being opened. Let us be like Jesus and listen to our words outside of ourselves And let them change our perspective, our very minds, so that healing can come for us and out of our mouth for others. For those we harm and the harm that it causes our hearts. May we trust that God will work to lead our world away from hearts that harm, to hearts that heal, to the glory of our God. Amen.